What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, it is good to be back again today in the studio, our Saturday special. I hope that most of you, if not all of you listening to this podcast, is also uh, enjoying all of the festivities of week four in college football. This is a very uh, pivotal week for a lot of teams and for we'll know a lot of things about uh, the national pitcher going forward. However, uh, being a Saturday special, we always would like to talk about a team that has impressed us uh, so far in, I guess, schedule, uh, the eye test. Maybe they'll be a lot better than what we thought, uh, improving upon last year. It doesn't really have a lot of criteria. Uh, It's just a team that really piques our interest. And today, uh, there were a couple. uh, I actually debated with three or four different people uh, uh, on this. But uh, after talking to to a few of my friends and family, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And we are talking today about the University of Wyoming. Now, uh, I say that it was it was tough because back in the Mountain West days, uh, the University of Utah and BYU always played Wyoming. Of course, they were in the Mountain West, right? Uh, later, you know, Utah left, BYU left. Now, we don't ever really play Wyoming, but uh, when we played, it was almost like a second rivalry. And and I kid you not, uh, Wyoming wasn't necessarily like outstanding or anything, but I always felt that the University of Utah always played uh, Wyoming super close, and I hated it as a little kid. Uh, I've actually been able to be in attendance for two um, games at the University of Utah when when they played Wyoming, and I was in attendance for one of the games when they played uh, at Brigham Young. So I've been around this program. I know a lot about it. It is a really interesting program, and uh, I want you guys to think about Wyoming. What is it that, that comes to your mind when you think about the state of Wyoming? I mean, out west, we know that we have a lot of uh, area and, and, you know, we have big yards and stuff like that. A lot different from the from the east coast. Uh, Wyoming, you might think of the desert. You might think of, uh, you know, like the Tetons and uh, some of the mountain ranges they have there. You might think of the Green River. Uh, you might think of uh, like the Cowboys and and, and the and the rail cars and, and kind of the old western dusty kind of feel. And I can tell you, a lot of that is true. Anytime I go to Wyoming, uh, I I mainly stay in western Wyoming, uh, closer to Utah and Evingston and, and some of the surrounding towns in there, but I have spent some time in, in the middle of Wyoming towards uh, Rock Springs, and I was able to go on a little retreat or whatever uh, to Martin's Cove. It was an amazing little place out there. It was really cool to see. Uh, you know, you think about pioneers crossing the Platte River, uh, all kinds of things, and, and Wyoming is just a really unique state. It is huge, um, but I believe that it is like the least uh, densely populated state, so if you are trying to get away from people, Wyoming is your best bet. I mean, just go to Wyoming, 
and have a good time because there really isn't. Uh, another fun fact uh, in Camera, Wyoming is the first place where they had the first JCPenney. But not many of you knew that. Kind of like a unique little place. But again, you think about the cowboys, you think about old Western movies and, you know, draw and, you know, shoot them and, and, and riding on horses and, and stealing money out of the banks. You might think of old Western movies. And that's really what I think of Wyoming. And I don't know a better mascot that represents a state than Wyoming. And that is um, the Cowboys. Now, a lot of people have made me arguments for uh, Texas and the Longhorns and uh, the Florida Gators and, and, and teams like that. But honestly, I feel like Wyoming and the culture of Wyoming really represents the Cowboys. There's a lot of ranches and stuff like that. Uh, well, Wyoming actually it is situated in the town of Laramie, Wyoming. So it's a little bit uh, east, I believe southeast of Cheyenne. Cheyenne is the capital of Wyoming. I've never uh, made it to that side of the state, but uh, it's definitely on one of my bucket lists to go see a game uh, at the University of Wyoming. Anyway, uh, it's only about a town of 30,000. They don't have a really big student body. It's about uh, 10,000. So it's about as big as my school down here in St. George. Uh, not, I mean, it's big, but it's not, it's big enough that you know everybody. Uh, well, it's small enough that you know everybody, but it's big enough that you, uh, you can meet a lot of new people. There's a lot of people that are that are attracted to this this town. Anyway, uh, their football team has had a really interesting ride, uh, especially the last couple of years since Craig Bull was hired. Craig Bull. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was at North Dakota State uh, University. I kind of think of him as the grandfather uh, of North Dakota State football. Now, uh, before Craig Bowl, even in his early years at North Dakota State, he he was winning, but he wasn't winning national championships, or it wasn't the the dominant performance that we see today. And we know North Dakota State as today. I feel like he kind of ushered in the greatness of North Dakota state. And when he left, I thought to myself, okay, is this the fall? You know, are, are we going to get uh, a little bit of a mix up and, you know, James, or sorry, excuse me, Mike Houston was able to get one national championship in there, but uh, Chris Kleiman Kilman, uh, he he's now at Kansas state has now moved on. Uh, he was able to get a couple more national championships and we know uh, what North Dakota state is today. It wasn't always this dominant performance. And I, and I attribute a lot of the success that North Dakota state is having is the culture that was set by Craig bowl. They run a West coast, uh, kind of offense. Uh, he was at Nebraska, uh, during the Nebraska days when, uh, in the early nineties where Nebraska was really good. Uh, then he moved up uh, to North Dakota to Fargo in 2003 and now he's been in Laramie. So he's been in some really unique places and not a lot of places where people want to go, but he's had success in these, in these places. I mean, Fargo is extremely cold. Laramie is extremely cold. It's just about, you know, 7,200 feet above sea level. It's the highest uh, altitude school in the FBS. And that honestly plays a lot into their favor. It almost becomes an advantage because they're able to train and work out uh, at that height. Uh, and, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, anytime you go and you, you have to climb up an elevation, it is really a hard task to do, especially teams uh, like Nevada and UNLV uh, that are a little bit further down. San Diego State, who's right next to the ocean, having to go and travel to Laramie, not only are you crossing multiple states and stuff, but you're also, you know, fighting that elevation factor. Anyway, so uh, in his first couple of years here at Wyoming in 2014, he went four and eight and then two and 
2010. And we know what happened in 2016 and 2017. He had a quarterback by the name of Josh Allen, who is now uh, playing for the Buffalo Bills. And we know that uh, what he's been capable of, obviously it was hurt uh, his first year and uh, he's come back and he's looked really good for the Buffalo Bills. And that's kind of what he hangs his hat on. He was able to develop this guy uh, into a pro prospect and have a guy drafted very, very high in the NFL draft. That is a tribute to uh, the head coach and the coaching staff in, in the development. Well, uh Anyway, so he goes four and eight, two and ten, goes eight and six in 2016. Uh, they lost to BYU in the point set bowl. It was 21-24, kind of a wild, wild game. I believe it was really rainy uh, in that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was not in the United States. Well, I was in the United States, but I was in Puerto Rico at that time. So I remember vaguely of what kind of happened. But then I came back in 2017, and I saw them win in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl against the Central Michigan Chippewas. And last year... Uh, I had written down, I said, we need to watch out for this team. Uh, there were a couple of games that I thought that they should have won and propelled them into uh, a bowl game. Now, you got to understand, this team was 6-6 six and six last year, and that is kind of the, the cutoff for a bowl game. Uh, you want to hit that 6-6 six and six mark, and if you don't hit that 6-6 six and six mark, it is hard to get in. I mean, I, I know there's uh, there's been teams that have been 5-7, and seven and they, you know, they had another team that was six and six and a bowl game picked them up. And I don't really understand the contracts and stuff like that, but they weren't picked up. And it was really sad because I was like, okay, this team might've been one of the hottest teams towards the end of the college football season than anybody. Uh, they ended up winning uh, four straight and they won pretty convincingly uh, 34 to 21 at Colorado state 24 to nine uh, home against San Jose beat air force 35 to 27 and beat New Mexico 31 to three. Now, none of those teams uh, made a bowl game appearance as well, but they caught fire towards the end. Uh, the game against Utah state, they only lost by eight points. Uh, and then the game when they were in Fresno, they only lost by four. So if you turn those two games that they were really close around, they would have been an eight and 14. Now they beat New Mexico state the first of the season and they beat Wofford and Wofford was actually a pretty good team last year, but uh, they were able to get that win. And you look at it, you're like, okay, well this team, maybe that's why we're seeing them play so well, uh, during this part of the season. They are currently on a seven-game win streak dating back to uh, last year when they played at Colorado State. And I honestly think they're going to keep this win streak up. It's going to be really intriguing to see what happens exactly with this win streak uh, with Wyoming. But I think Craig Bull has them focus on the right direction. We're going to go over a few stats, a few kind of surprising stats, because they're kind of rewriting the the book on this statistical uh, thing, this, some of the stats, because I'm looking at it, I'm like, where are they getting their points? Because it is really hard to tell. Uh, if I, When I throw out these numbers, I, you, I bet some of you guys will be taken aback. Uh, anyway, we're going to step aside uh, we'll dissect their schedule coming up next. Uh, kind of our prediction, we're definitely going to adjust. Uh, the first year I had them going 5-7. and seven. We'll adjust that a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about what's on the horizon for the Wyoming Cowboys. So stay tuned after the ad break. Uh, Wyoming 2019 football preview. All right, we are back after the ad break. So we're going to kind of dissect this schedule. We're going to start uh, August 31st with their win over Missouri. Now, I want to congratulate that Wyoming team because 
personally, I thought the the Missouri Tigers were going to be uh, a really good football team going into it. I didn't know how they were going to respond uh, with a the Kelly Bryant situation and b. I still don't think that they're allowed to go to a bowl game. They still have some recruiting violations that were pretty bad. Anyway, kind of a, a couple of things that were like kind of iffy there. And I was like, what's going on? But you know what? Wyoming ended up getting the job done. They scored 27 points in the second quarter. They were down 14 after the first. Uh, they scored 27 and they led the rest of the game. Now they were outscored in the fourth quarter. Missouri tried to make a comeback. Uh, and the, the final score was 37 to 31. However, they got the job done. Now, here what I was kind of talking about the stats a little bit earlier was uh, just the amount of, I guess, uh, what their quarterback is doing. It, it is really unique uh, kind of style of offense, and I don't really understand it uh, right out of the gate. So uh, the quarterback, Sean Chambers, he's a redshirt freshman. He was 3-0 in his starts last year. Uh, he was 3-1 when he played in games. He had one loss last year. Um, when you're a red shirt, you can play four games and then it not hurt against your eligibility. So he took a red shirt year last year. And uh, in his first game out uh, this year against Missouri, he was only 37% uh, passer uh, percentage completion rate. He was six for 16, uh, 92 yards, zero touchdowns, zero INTs, and he was not sacked once. Now that is an amazing stat right there. So not only did he not throw, you know, super well, but he wasn't sacked. That is a really hard thing to do against an SEC team, right? Normally we know that these SEC teams, they got to go out and get the baddest of the bad because they got to get back to people like, you know, Tua Tagovailoa. They got to get to Joe Burrow and they got to get back to Bo Nix. These these quarterbacks that are really impressive in the SEC. So you look at it, you're like, wow, these guys did not allow a sack. That is a tribute to the offensive line. Uh, Anyway, he actually rushed for 120 yards, the quarterback. He had one touchdown and he busted a 75 yard at one time. Uh, run at one time. Then they have this running back. Now his name is extremely hard to say. I'm not even going to try. So it starts with an X. uh, Valade, I guess is how you say it. He had 119 yards, uh, one touchdown, and he had a 61-yard run as the long. Uh, Missouri beat Wyoming in almost every statistical category uh, besides rushing. uh, I mean, passing, stuff like that, except they were three for three in the red zone. Now, Missouri was four for seven, but Wyoming was 100%. When they got inside the red zone, they didn't get the ball up. They were 100%. So you fast forward a week against Texas State. They won by a score of 23 to 14. And uh, Sean Chambers was eight for eighteen. He forty-four uh, percent completion rate, one hundred three yards, zero touchdowns. He did throw one pick, um, but it was for like one yard. It wasn't uh, anything bad, and he took one sack. Uh, but he also had forty-five yards rushing, and he and he rushed for a touchdown. Uh, his running back Trey Smith had fifty-four yards and uh, another touchdown, and. They had a pick six by Tyler Hall, a 72-yard pick six, uh, took it back to the house. Uh, really impressive there. And uh, again, they were three for three, 100% when they got inside the red zone, and they won the time of possession against Texas State. Uh, now, they, now it was a, a semi-close game. I mean, nine points is, is, is pretty close. And you're looking at this, and we're, we'll discuss a little bit later, but these games are fairly close, but they're getting the job done. They're not losing a game uh, like last year 
to Fresno when they when it was a close game, they lost by four. No, they're winning these games. And in a lot of these games, they have these amazing second quarters. They go on these tears in the second quarter, and they might not have the best first quarter, and they might not finish the second half the best, but the second quarter is where Wyoming is extremely good. Uh, so against Idaho, uh, Sean Chambers was four for 12, which is 33%. Um, he had 50 yards passing. No touchdowns, no INTs. He did take one sack. Uh, he rushed for 52 yards, no touchdowns. However, Trey Smith was able to put up 153 yards rushing with two touchdowns. And uh, again, they were 100% when they were inside the red zone. It is really impressive when a team can do that. Uh, again, Idaho basically had them on every statistical category. Uh, I mean, we're talking, except outside of like rushing, this Wyoming team, uh, this offensive line is, I mean, they're just monsters. And I think that a couple of them should be of note to a couple of NFL teams that are struggling. I mean, uh, they're fairly young. They do not have a senior on that line. Uh, they do have a tight end that's a senior, but I don't really count him as a lineman. Uh, but sophomore, junior, sophomore, junior, sophomore, they're really young. And if Craig Bull can keep these guys here in this system, they're going to be able to do a lot of impressive things. They've only been sacked twice. Sean Chambers. Now, I understand uh, we have a small sample size. He only threw uh, for 18 is his most he's ever thrown, 18 passes in a game, which really isn't that much when we're talking about uh, a team like Oregon who can potentially throw the ball 40 times a game. Uh, and the numbers aren't super big because a lot of it is rushing in the scheme style of rushes and picking up the first down. Now it's not quite to the point like army where we're going to run and that's just what we're going to do until you can stop it. Uh, but this has been an impressive team. So we're going to dissect a little bit of their schedule. Now I, I, I don't want you guys to jump on Wyoming going well, you know, they've had three really close wins. I mean, a five point win, a nine point win and a six point win, but that six point win was against the sec team really an impressive, you know, an impressive win. Uh, Wyoming is three and 13 against SEC foes. Uh, they beat Ole Miss in 04 and they beat Tennessee in 08. That was it. And so this is their third win overall. Oh, sorry. No, they beat Ole Miss twice and then at Tennessee. So this is, that was their fourth win overall against the SEC team. So coming up this week, they're on the road against Tulsa, uh, Wyoming leads the series against Tulsa. Tulsa has not looked uh, very convincing in their first couple of games. Uh, I saw a meme out there that said, you know, they, they well, they were minus 78 yards rushing against Michigan State. They said, yes, you sitting on the couch, you had more rushing yards than Tulsa did against uh, Michigan State. However, you know, it was against Michigan State, but uh, they lost, they've lost to Michigan State. Uh, they beat San Jose State and they beat and they lost to Oklahoma State. Now it is in Tulsa. They're going to have to travel, but I'm going to give Wyoming the edge here. I really like this rushing attack that they have going. Uh, even though they're not, I mean, they control the time of position against Texas State. If they can continue to, to control the time of position against Tulsa, they're going to get the win. So I want to give them a win against Tulsa. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I mean, we're talking maybe a touchdown if you really want to go for it. Not, I mean, we're not talking like, you know, you know, close as in like three points, but I think it's going to be a, a fairly close game. Uh, they they play in the matinee, which is a midday uh, kind of a lull there. And hold on, I'm going to be looking up uh, the betting lines 
for this game so we can get exactly. So they have, uh, they actually have Tulsa favored by three and a half points. The uh, the over-under is set at 45. Uh, so that's kind of surprising to me, but I will take Wyoming. Uh, so I'll eat the three and a half points, and I'll say that Wyoming wins by uh, I'll say Wyoming wins by four. Uh, that will kind of be my uh, prediction. And then uh, after Tulsa, uh, they take on UNLV. Now, uh, kind of as I, what I alluded to, uh, they are eight and three against UNLV uh, in the last eleven games. So they've they've pretty much dominated the series. And uh, the Tony Sanchez Rebels this year look like the same kind of Rebels that they've been the last you know five or six years. Uh, not really impressive. They might be close to getting to a bowl game, but I really don't see them getting to a bowl game. Uh, the last time. UNLV went was 2013, and uh, they got to go to Laramie again. 7,200 feet versus Vegas, that's maybe, you know, a 1,000 uh, feet above sea level. Maybe even not even that. I'm just kind of spitballing here. I think this team is going to be 5-0 and going into their first bye week. That is a huge, huge advantage for them. Uh for the University of Wyoming because 5-0, and okay, now we just got to pick up one more win, hopefully two more wins. Uh, after their bye week, they go on the road to San Diego State. Now, this is going to be a first, uh, a very tough uh, game. I think I've uh, debated whether doing a San Diego State podcast. They're a tough team, and it looks like their schedule, uh, I mean, outside of this week, them playing Utah State, it looks like their schedule, they could be almost... Well, if they win this week, they could be undefeated uh, up until that Wyoming game. I think it will be a close game. Uh, uh, last year, let me make sure. Yeah, they have not played. They didn't play last year, so it's kind of hard to gauge. Uh, I, I don't like to go too many years back to to look at uh, you know past years and stuff like that. I don't know if they can go down to San Diego State and get a win. We will know, but luckily they're coming off of a bye against that. Then they play New Mexico and Nevada, and. Uh, I think they'll be. I think they'll handedly beat uh, New Mexico. Uh, they've played a ton of times. I mean, Wyoming leads this th- series thirty-seven to thirty-four. Uh, New Mexico. Uh, Bob Davy is out. However, they have not looked very impressive in their first couple of uh, games. I mean, they did play Notre Dame. They have New Mexico State this this week. They have Liberty. They have San Jose. Then they play Colorado State. So they might get on a little bit of a roll. They might pick up a couple of wins. But I think that uh, Wyoming will get the win. And then against Nevada, now they're two and one against Nevada as Mountain West foes. They're four and three in all time. Uh, and the last time they beat Nevada was back in 2016, and they beat them uh, when they went two and ten and fifteen. Nevada was one of the schools that they beat. So I'm going to give uh, a slight advantage to Wyoming, especially because it's at home. So as of right now, we're through you know seven weeks, well technically eight weeks, but seven games, and we're looking at Wyoming as a potentially only a one loss team. Now this is where the schedule gets a little bit tough. They go, they have a bye, and then they have to go on the road to Boise, which I don't think they win. Or yeah, they don't win this game they uh they were leading it last year however i think that they will struggle against boise uh they have to go to utah state uh utah state is a really tough team to play at home those fans are crazy they're loud trust me i've been there it's uh it, it can get wild and then they play home against colorado state and i think that they could potentially uh beat colorado state craig bowl is four and two in wyoming well, in like Mountain West uh, home finales, this is the last game that will be played in Laramie for the year. Uh, I think that they could potentially win that game. 
and then uh, they go on the road to Air Force, and that is kind of like one of those 50-50 games where I could say I can make a case for either. Now, Air Force did beat uh, Colorado, but you look at Wyoming, Wyoming beat Missouri. So, you know, two kind of signature wins for those programs. We'll know a little bit more once when the season goes on. But we're looking at it. Potentially, this Wyoming team is only a two-loss team. And who would have thought? Um, I think I personally think they'll probably pick up three losses. I think San Diego State, Boise State, and Utah State for sure. Uh, we might see a loss against Air Force. I don't really know yet. But I think uh, Nevada and UNLV uh, could be all wins. Nevada, UNLV, and uh, Air Force. All of those games, I would not be surprised if they won. And if they win it, they go 9-3 and three overall. And that is an extremely great season for, for Craig Bull. Uh, they haven't won, been you know, won nine games in the last 10 or so years. And so hopefully, you know, if you're, you're a Wyoming Cowboy fan, you're, you're cheering them on and you're hoping that your team can get the win. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see how this season rolls out. It's been close for these teams, but when you're five, if you're potentially five and oh, I mean, or, or, you know, seven and one uh, going through eight weeks. I think you have a lot to look forward to if you're Wyoming and the Wyoming fans. And I, like I said, I, I've seen this team play. I know a lot about this team and uh, hopefully that Craig Bull gets them pointed in, in that right direction. I think they potentially could. I think that if they're on the other side of the conference, I think they would wipe it, eat the floor even more uh, playing Hawaii. And, and I mean, they already play Nevada, but Nevada, San Jose, I mean, they don't play them this year. So you look at it, you know, this team is talented and this has been uh, the Saturday special. This is why we wanted to focus on them. So uh, I don't know if they're going to get any votes in the AP Top 25. Uh, seven and one, I feel like you would be feeling pretty good about yourself uh, with a potential you know, 25th ranking. But we'll see. We'll continue to, to monitor the situation. We'll see how injuries kind of rack up with this team. But uh, this has been our Saturday special uh, with the University of Wyoming. And uh, we're going to be bringing uh, you a Saturday special every single week of the college football season, uh, talking about a team that impresses us from the FBS. Uh, again, I said it before, hopefully we can kind of integrate an FCS team. That might be like a Thursday special, uh, but we'll see as this season rolls along what we're looking at as we go forward. So uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and Saturday next week uh, with Monday, our recap. Uh, Wednesday, our FCS uh, you know, week going forward and our FBS week going forward on Friday. And then our other Saturday special, we're working with a couple of universities, hopefully getting a, a coach on and talking to us a little bit about uh, their team anyway. So thank you for listening Tell your family, tell your friends, follow us on all of our social media platforms. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and let's keep the ball rolling. <laughs>